This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey, It's hey. the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey. What up? Morning, How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Happy, happy Tuesday, everybody. Um, it's December 8th. Yes, it is. Yeah, so, you know, shout out to the birthday people. If your birthday's today, happy birthday to you. Um, shout out to uh, Sagittarius season. Um, today is someone's birthday. I know it is. I can't think of who at this very moment. Facebook will probably tell me. But yeah, shouts to the Sagittarius. Word, One word, step word, closer word. to Aquarius, but we're going to let y'all have your moment. That's fine. Be blessed. Um, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm here. Same Z's. Same Z's. Um, I'm a little bit uh, stressed. Not stressed. I'm not going to say stressed. Stress is not the right word. Um, I'm a little bit alarmed with myself because it's December 8th and not a single Christmas present has been purchased. Uh, I haven't really coordinated what I'm cooking for Christmas dinner. Like, it's just, I feel like things are happening really fast and I'm not, I'm not prepared for anything. I don't have it together. Well, dinner, you don't have to worry about that right now. Yes and no. Cause you know, I want to make sure like, this is my first time hosting Christmas, Christmas dinner. So like, I want to make sure that ooh, those hydrangeas look nice in there. Yes, God. Um, I have some hydrangeas on my dining room table and they kind of like the, the blooms kind of look a little more full today than they did yesterday. And I'm like, okay, hydrangea, I see you. Um, hydrangeas are some beautiful flowers. You just need like a couple bunches and it'll set a room off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cause they didn't look that big yesterday when we bought them. Um, or Sunday, whatever day it was. Anyway, um, this is my first time hosting Christmas dinner, and so I'm just like, you know, what do what do I mean? I gotta I gotta curate a meal. I have to give the kids, you know, Food Network um, or, or levels. Yes, Mark. Yes, because I don't want people to be like, we're not going over there anymore because her food's nasty. That is different than Food Network levels. Those, those are two different. Listen, you, you, I just you and you're living in extremes. Okay, and. <laughs> You know what you signed up for, you know? Yes. You knew what just, you signed up for. Just simmer, simmer down. No. I haven't simmered all these years. Why am I going to do it now? <sighs> Seems like a good time to start. Maybe. Nah. Nah. All right. I don't think um, so. I don't I don't see it. Word. So. You oh, I've made my Christmas list, by the way. While I was doing my laundry today, I decided on my official list that I would like to present to you um, post the podcast. Like I told you about one thing. But I've come up with like three things that oh. I'm particularly passionate about. Oh, okay. All right. I told you about one like months ago and I told you about another one the other day and I've come up with a third. So. Okay. I just wanted you to know. That's right. All right. Sharing is caring, right? Yes. 
You, you, you will let me know. That's what I do know is you you will always let me know. I will. I will. <laughs> uh, because uh, if you've been listening to this podcast from the beginning, um, gifts is a love language of mine. I feel very loved when I receive gifts. And so I like to tell Mark what gifts to get me so that I will feel loved from the gift and from him for getting me the gift of the thing I wanted to feel loved. So, yes. But I have choosing gifts. Huh? Myself outside of your ones that were good. This year I might actually listen to you. I usually don't. You usually don't. That is yep. correct. Mm-hmm. I, usually, I wasn't gonna say it, but I appreciate that you just you know no, were I, forthcoming. Just, I get what I want for you. Um, and then you were like, "Oh, it's great." I'm like, yes, yes, it is. But also, what I wanted was great too. No, I, I never said it wasn't great, but I might actually listen to you this year for once. Look at that. Only, what was this, our 10th Christmas together and you're finally <laughs> listening to me? Wow. I might. Better late than never. Hold on, hold out hope, ladies. It might happen for you. Yeah. Meanwhile, whenever you ask for something, I'm like, I'm going to get exactly what he said. Like, I don't try to reinvent the wheel. If someone tells me I want this, I'm like, okay, great. Got you. The difference. I never offer, offer it. But you, you you asked me because you're you're you you really need some you were like you're looking for something for me to get me so I'm like all right let me help you out I give you some but if you just got something I'll be fine with that also. I don't understand your your apathy towards gifts. I can't relate. <laughs> like if you just got me something, I'm like okay, I I'll appreciate whatever you got me. Buying gifts for someone who's apathetic about gifts as a concept is just it's a challenge. Because it's like as a person who's like love language is gifts, both giving and receiving, like a part of it like when you buy something for somebody you want you want them to be like oh my god this is great like i think last christmas is when i finally got a like oh my god this is great out of you i was like it only took me nine christmases but it happened for me because <laughs> you were so surprised you were like oh my gosh i can't believe all the stuff you got for me i was like finally <laughs> i get a reaction out of him because i feel like every year it'd be like okay thanks Okay, and I'm just like, like I know you appreciate it, but like you just your gifts is not your thing, so you don't make a huge to do. But like last year, you actually gave me like a, oh my god, I can't, wow, wow. I was like, ah, yes, finally, finally. And I have to hold on to that because I don't know when the next time I'm gonna get you something that's gonna give you that's gonna get that reaction out of you. So because I f- I could go buy a whole PS5 and you'd still be like, thanks. Um, it's not, it's not true. It's and not for that works. kind of money, I, I need more than the hmm, thanks. So you don't get a hmm, thanks. Number one, that's how it feels to me because I don't get the I don't get the, ah. I mean, I know that's not the person that you are, but like that's the reaction that I'm looking for. Uh, I apologize. No, don't be sorry. It's who you are. It's who you are, and I won't. I still love you. I still still love you to this day. Word to this day. All right. You know. Um, oh, sorry. I just wanted to say this as well. So. We're we're heading into the Christmas season and I feel like I haven't like it it hasn't quite gotten where I need it to be yet. Like I'm not quite in the spirit yet. You know what I mean? I'm just not there yet. Um I do plan to sing it's Christmas time and Hollis Queens really loud on Christmas Day and be annoying as all hell because I can. Um, but I feel like, you know, I just, I just need, I just need a little bit, a little bit of this right here. Hold on. I'm just, I'm just give y'all a little taste. This is how I know it's Christmas for real. Hold on. Do us the honors of spitting at the Red Nose Reindeer. 
Hey! not the version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer that you're playing in your household as a black person. I question your blackness. I want to know what it is you're doing with your life and why you won't get into this version. Once I heard this version, I can't even listen to the regular one no more. I'm just like, <laughs> you go down in history forever. Like, come on. Come on. Like, that ad lib is crazy. Like, I need y'all to put some respect on Darkman X's name and the way he remixed this classic. Sir Earl Simmons. Sir Earl Simmons. Put some respect on Earl Simmons' name. This is this gets me in the spirit, this version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So I just wanted to share it with y'all so that hopefully, you know, you can come back and just like, you know, just go find it on YouTube. It's out there. It's the best uh, minute and 10 seconds that you're going to spend today. I promise you. So much joy. So much laughter. So much happiness. Word. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, whatever it is people are into. Festivus for the rest of us. I'm going to have to do my Googles into Festivus this year and figure you, out what that's you don't all have about. To. It's, no? It's I'm, quite trash. Oh, okay. There's it's, it's nothing exciting about Christmas. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, we're not celebrating it, but it is, it, like, it's really just popular because of Seinfeld. That's, okay. that, is, that is really That's what it. it is. Okay. I'm going to do my Googles. I'm going to see. I'm going to see. Maybe I'll do something new this year. Celebrate so, Festivus? That's, yeah. that's That's when you go to this. <laughs> Listen, I, it's been a year. I feel like, why not try something new? Okay? Why Let's not try that one? Um, <sighs> oh, shoot. Down my dreams. All right, um, but yeah, let's move on. Yes, um, let's move on. So, once again, this is season three, episode nineteen of the Love All Love No Fear podcast. Shout out all the people on the networks that are listening to us and on our website. I'm not going through all of it. Um, <laughs> you done got lazy, <laughs> baby. Um, shout out to everybody. But we're gonna get right into our love, love it, it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, love it. Or lose it. Hey, love it. Or lose it. Hey, 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 love it. Or lose it. Hey, 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 hey. Love, 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 to choose one that you would lose, which means you would throw it in the garbage. You think it's trash, that just abomination, scum on the bottom of your shoe. You hate it, throw it away for the rest of your life. Or uh, one, you say, I love this with all my heart. I'm never going to let it go. We usually provide four choices, you know, just to kind of keep things interesting, you know, mix it up. You know what I mean? So uh, one of us usually knows what the love to lose it is. The other one doesn't. So we can keep some mystery. Some some what's the word I'm looking for? Some uh, I don't know. I can't think of it right now. This is what happens when you be recording late night in time. Mm-hmm. Words be lost. But anyway, 
we keep it interesting here on the podcast. So this week's Love It or Lose It, Household Chores Edition. Household Chores? Yes, Household Chores. Okay. Um, I feel like I that's all I do um, is Household <laughs> Chores. Like, that's that's all I do. Like, I feel like that's what I've been doing for the last uh, month. It's just household chores. I mean, like, I felt like I did them before, but now I'm like, it's just all the time. Like, it's never, it's never ending. It's almost, it's happening all the time. Um, so household chores. Oh, our household chores. Love it or lose it. So the options are washing dishes, doing laundry. And by doing laundry, I mean like the full gamut, the collection, the sorting, the washing, the drying, the folding slash hanging up and putting away the whole sequence, um, cleaning the bathroom, and finally mopping, sweeping, mopping slash sweeping. Those are your four uh, household chore options. Once again, I'll go into them, washing the dishes, cleaning the bathroom, doing laundry, the full gamut, sorting, washing, drying, folding, putting away, on uh, mopping slash sweeping your floors, keeping them clean, spick and span, using your swiffer, your mop, whatever it is you're into to clean your floors and make them nice. Those are your options. Um, I think the one I'm losing is cleaning bathroom. And um, I'm only saying that because as I think about all four of them, I could all the other three can be therapeutic in ways. Okay. The bathroom is never therapeutic for me. Okay. Um, it's it's just it's just labor. Okay. <laughs> it's just labor. That's all it is. Like I feel like um, when doing everything else, I can be. It's kind of therapeutic to see something go from dirty to clean. Mm-hmm. Um. Or folding, or like everything, everything else. I feel like I can like do it relaxing. Like the bathroom, I feel like it's just it's just scrubbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just it's just a whole lot of scrubbing, and it's annoying. It's it's, it's I bathroom is definitely uh, bathroom does nothing for me. I don't like smell cleaning products. <laughs> I don't like smell bleach. I don't like it at all, but I do it. Because you won't. <laughs> Which is why I laughed when you first said because clean the bathroom. You, you won't do it, so I, I do it. But I, out of those four, I, I'm going to throw out cleaning the bathroom. I, it's it's the least therapeutic of the bunch. Okay. That's valid. Um, I la- The reason I laughed when you said that is because that is the chore I told Mark from, like, even before we got married. I don't clean bathrooms. I just don't. So... That's your chore, and that's kind of how that's going to go. Um, and he agreed. I never knew you had such disdain for doing it. Like, I felt like you were, I always felt like you were kind of indifferent. You're like, okay, whatever. But I didn't realize I've, that you've, I've been torturing you for the last <laughs> six torturing. years. I'm just, I, I got to do it. This is, I mean, what are you going to do? Right. But I'm like, I, I, I never realized it brought you so, so little joy. Um, that I thought you felt some type of like, okay, well it's clean now. At least you felt good about it. You don't even you don't even have that. Nope. That's that that saddens me. <laughs> that makes me that makes me very sad. 
that saddens me. We might have to reconsider me cleaning the bathroom because now I'm just feeling like you don't clean the bathroom with love no more. Like you just be like, all right, I have no clean bathroom with love. There's no there's no clean bathrooms. I feel I feel like it got to be some love. No, with the, with the bathroom cleaning man. No. So the, you got to put your best foot forward, my guy. It's, it's just labor, and sweat. That's fine. That's fine. Bleach. <laughs> and you don't like the smell of cleaning products, no, which not is. I'm I'm very sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> my bad, bro. I didn't realize I was I was putting you in such a such a harmful harmful situation for all these years. Ugh, it's amazing what comes out on the pod. <laughs> That's fine. Listen, I'm like, oh, I never knew that you you were this not excited about it. I learned something new today. Um, okay, uh, my lose it is also cleaning the bathroom. Yeah, I, I know you don't. You, you, I like if I have to. I will, but it is just not my idea of a good time. Like, I like the smell of cleaning products. I like the smell of um, bleach and all those things that are allegedly toxic, but whatever. Um, smell great to me, but... Like, I, 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 feel, I feel like even with the other ones, like, after I'm done, I'm kind of like, I feel like I accomplished. Uh-huh. I'm cleaning the bathroom, I'm kind of like... It's over. I don't know. <laughs> Not looking forward I, to the next time. I'm just like, oh, it's over now, finally. Yeah. That's all I feel. That's like, all I feel like the, relief that it's over. Like the times that I have cleaned the bathroom, the very infrequent times that I have, I do feel a sense of accomplishment like when it's done, like, ah, those germs are out of here. But I don't know. I just don't. It's not a thing. Like, I agree with you. It's not a thing that gives me like like it's a thing i dread doing like if i have to do it i'm like fine i'll go but i'm not like (laughs) i'll go i'll do it it. if i have to if i if i must but like i'm i'm not a huge fan of the whole concept i just don't i don't know why but i just i'm not interested i'm like nah i'm good like like i i and I'm like, it's not like there's somebody else using this bathroom. Like, it's just me and you and Avery. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm cleaning up behind a bunch of people and it's like gross and whatever, whatever. Like, I just don't enjoy it. Like, I know how I want a bathroom to be cleaned. I just don't want to be the one to clean it. That I don't want to do it. I, I'm not interested. I will if I have to. Like, I feel like it used to gross me out at one point just to clean a bathroom. Like, I'm just like, uh, that toilet. I'm past that now. But I'm still like, when I see a tub, I'm just like, who's going to do that? I think I tried to scrub, scrub the tub one time and I was like, Mark, you got to get in here because. Yeah. Do, do you see why it's annoying to me? Because <laughs> I can't. Scrubbing tubs is, is quite frustrating. Because I felt like I was, and it wasn't even like the tub was super dirty or anything. I feel but like, it was just like, I felt like I was going really hard and that, that scope scum was not. It was not budging, and I felt like I was using all of my strength. You were using all your strength and be getting like one strip. You were like, I got to do this all over the tub? All over? I'm like, ugh. All over this tub, just, I got to do this, this intense scrub? When I saw that this, this house had a tub, I said, God damn it, why do people like tubs so much? Like, what is the problem with a stand-up shower? Like, what is the issue where people just have tile? It's so much easier. But, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, bathroom cleaning is not my idea of a good time. Like, I'll do it if I absolutely have to, but if I don't, I'm going to be like, hey, Mark, what you... Don't you want to don't do that? And I feel like it's because like I kind of happily do a lot of the other chores. Like I don't mind laundry. Let me not be a liar. I don't I'll sort and wash the clothes. The putting away part is where you lose me. That's I'm not going to do that. 
I, I hate that part. Hate it. Hate it with my whole heart. But like, I don't necessarily have a problem with like taking the clothes to be washed and sorting them. And like, I actually like laundry detergent and like dryer sheets and fabric softener. Like, I like all those things. But when the clothes get back inside the house, I don't know who's putting them away, but I don't want to. I usually end up doing it days later, but I don't want to. Like, I'm very, like, you'll always be like, Kristen, are you going to put those clothes away? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you asking me? Like, you know I'm not going to. Why, why, why do you have to bring up questions that you already know and answer? You know I don't want to put those clothes away. You know that's why they're still sitting there. Awesome. Like, they, they do have to be put away. Okay. And they might be if I'm in a mood. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, putting clothes away is just like I gotta be like in a mood where I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be productive and I'm gonna put these clothes away. Awesome. And I'm gonna do this, but like I'm not interested. Kids, you living out of bags. I've lived 34 years out of bags. Yeah, it's, obviously it's working out for me. No, it's it's not. It's not working out. How do you know? It's a terrible idea. It's a terrible How idea. do you know? I've gotten dressed every day, haven't I? I My clothes have been clean. I don't know what's happening right Haven't they? I'm just saying, you're trying to tell me a strategy that I have in my life don't work. You don't even yes. know. Yeah, same. That's why you're going to stick to cleaning the bathroom. I had briefly considered taking that over, but I, I won't. Right. Well, That's for let's, you. Let's move on. Merry um, Christmas, Mark. That's your Christmas gift. Get excited about that. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's move on. All right. Um, love it. <laughs> um, uh, I think it I think it would be with washing clothes. I think, yeah. Um, is that right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think. I, but the thing is, I, I like the folding part. You do. I like. I like. I like folding. Like sitting and fold. I, I can sit and fold and do things. I help you with it out of guilt. But truth be told, <laughs> out of guilt, <laughs> I'd be feeling bad because you'd be like, Kristen. So when you go, when you go put these clothes away, and I just be like, Oh, okay, keep talking about it. All right. So then I'd be feeling bad. Yeah. I'm glad you've improved your folding. Your folding was terrible <laughs> for, for a long time. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm happy for you. You're you gonna hear me out like that, my guy? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, Muy crazy. Yeah, terrible folding techniques. But <laughs> they weren't terrible. They were they just were, different were, from yours. They were, they were, no, they were bad. <laughs> no, they weren't. They were, I feel like I fold the same way. <laughs> you would do that. You're wild, disrespectful, my guy. Wild, disrespectful. It's cool. It's cool. They were bad, but uh, <laughs> it's bad things, but I'm, you know I'm, glad, I'm glad you've done better. Whatever. And it's good that you, you've, you've done better and you've got uh, gotten better with your techniques. That's what's important. Kick rocks with sandals on, okay? I still love you, though. Still. To this day, despite the disrespect. That's fine. All right. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I think I, I think mostly for the folding. So those clothes that I brought back in from the laundry, you going to fold those or... <laughs> I'm here for moral support, but I don't. I don't fold them. Okay, what, what you love it, Chris? <laughs> Why can't we be honest on this podcast, guys? Um, my love it is washing the dishes. Yes, I know. I love washing dishes. I think it's the best thing ever. Like I like the water, listening to the water run. I like like the soapiness of the water. I like the suds from the from the dish liquid. I like the gloves. Like I just like it. I like like stacking up my dishes in the dish drainer and organizing things. Like I just I like it. It's therapeutic. Like I I do a lot of my best um, thinking while um, standing at the sink washing dishes. Um, 
I think, you know, when I was a kid, I had a few chores and that was one of the chores that I enjoyed because no, I think it was when no one was asking me anything. Like I was just left alone. And dishwashing is usually like one of the chores where I don't have to interact with anybody. Like nobody comes in the kitchen. Like don't nobody ask me nothing. When I'm in there, it's just my by myself time. Because dishwashing, people don't like washing dishes. So what, even at like after like dinners and stuff like that, like I'll go in the kitchen and start doing stuff, and everybody kind of migrates away. Like you, you can't really wash dishes. Like you can't. It's not really a group activity. No, it's not. It's not. The most, the most group activity you have is one person trying. Yeah, and that's about it. And I don't even want that necessarily. I want to be left alone with me yeah. and my dishes. I'll dry them myself. Thank you for playing. Um, so, yeah, I, I love dishwashing. It makes me very, very happy. And, you know, I have a dishwasher, so sometimes I'll use that. But I do enjoy standing there and just looking out the window, being in nosy boots, and washing dishes. Yeah. Wash it gives dishes. me thrills. It's trash. I know. You hate it. I don't hate it. You okay? Let's 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 not lie, Mark. No, I, I don't. I don't hate it. Um, like I said, I because I, I feel a sense of accomplishment after after washing. Um, I think I think my annoyance with it is I know how much goes into cleaning each individual part, mm-hmm. and like my my OCD of washing dishes wants to clean everything. Mm-hmm. So I know it just takes a long time because my OCD. That's why I rather someone else wash it because I know how I am with like I'll try I'll keep going I'll keep doing through each part and like rewashing like I'll do that a lot. So I rather someone else do it. <laughs> yeah, because when when on the occasions you do wash the dishes, I'd be like Mark, it wasn't that much stuff in there. What are you doing? What what, what are you like? Just put uh, what are, what are we doing? Like I, I I'm scrubbing I'm scrubbing the heck out of everything. I'm like we're not gonna have a cup. You keep scrubbing. It's just it's just going to be broken glass. That that's what it's gonna be. Like, yeah, because you're scrubbing to within an inch of its life. So, yeah, and I don't think I like the method through which you wash dishes either. Because I realize that not I don't like it. It's just like I have a a way in my head. Like like if I have a bunch of plates, like I'll wash all the plates at the same time. And then I'll wash all the cups at the same time. Like, I just have a weird organization about how I wash. Like, you kind of wash, like, as okay, it comes. as it comes. And I'm like, no, no, that is not. <laughs> no, then no, no. Because I've watched you wash and I just was like, I don't know what's happening over there. I'm just going to leave. I do that in our kitchen because we don't have a space for it. Like, I, I used to do that. What, what, what I used to um, wash is I used to organize it first. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I would organize before. I would, I, like, if everything's in the sink, I'm just washing the gums. Yeah. I used to, I used to, I, I, I'm, 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 I was known to like organize before I wash dishes. Okay. But it's, we, I don't have to count space for it. Yeah. yeah. The struggle is real. Yeah. I, I used to organize for it before I wash dishes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I think that's the thing with folding clothes too. When it comes to me and you folding clothes and putting clothes away, we have different strategies about how that goes. Like you're a put away as it goes kind of person. And I'm like, let me organize all the things that go in this drawer and all the things that go in that drawer and, and Avery stuff and all the stuff that gets hang, hung up. And you're just like, Kristen, just put it away. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like I just ha- I have to do it this you, way. You organize it before you fold it. Yeah. I don't organize. Like I'll organize after I fold it. Like I'll fold it, put it over here, fold it, put it over here, put it over here, and then I'll put it away. Yeah. No, I, I just... I don't know. I just feel like it's it's overwhelming to to me sometimes, and so it's like I have to organize it by where it goes. Like I have to put it 
like this goes here that goes here that goes there and then once i figure that out i'm like okay i'm working on this pile that goes in that drawer now i'm working on this pile that goes in that drawer like i don't know it's it's the way my brain is is set up that's that's the only way i can do it and not feel like overwhelmed yeah because like because like that's that's how i used to watch um for clothes like i'll have a pile of all the clothes and then like, I was have all, what you'll see next week is a bunch of small piles of all different things. This is a pile of my washcloths. This is a pile of my folded t-shirts, folded pants. It's just folded separately, but it's 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 a big pile of stuff. I'm pulling stuff from just and folding all that Excuse me, I'm sorry. We're just different, man. Yep. I'm different. Yeah, I'm yeah. different. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. Yeah, I, I think um reverse. <laughs> Start living together and we show you how each other clean. I was like, what the, Why are you clean this way? Right. Like, let me tell you something. If you ain't ever lived with somebody, you live with them for the first It'd be like, What are you doing? What's the matter with you? Why do you clean that way? Why do you do that? Stupid. It's dumb. <laughs> it's really dumb. Like, I feel like we said that to each other, like, the first, like, month. Like, this is dumb. What are you doing? This is dumb. And I'm just like, But it's the way I always do it. I don't see why. I mean, it's be dumb. It's just, it's just, I just, like, this is the way I do it. You're like, This is stupid. And I was like, what are you doing? That's stupid. And now, <laughs> now I think we've just come to accept each other's like methods and just be like, all right, that's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. And that's we, it. We just have to clean separate areas. Yeah. So we're not annoyed. Yes. Like, yeah, we can't. You think it's not a thing that matters that you think matters when you first like marry somebody, but it does. Like if Mark's putting away clothes, like I just kind of have to like look away while he's doing it because it's just like this is not the way I'm going to do this and I know he looks away when he sees me doing my little system yeah, of like, piles I'm, like if you're cleaning every room I'm like alright you got that right like we don't clean in the same room like literally <laughs> if 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 we're one, one person's in the other room we just leave it alone we don't help we're like okay <laughs> you're going to do that how you're going to do it because it ends up being annoying because you you're like what's this other person what are, you, what are you doing this is not work this is not a flow so like you yeah. know let's just let's not do this yeah cause I think you put it in piles first yeah, I'm like, okay, this is this, this is this. Like, I got to categorize it and then move. And you're more of a, well, I'll just put it out. I'm like, but no, but like, I got to put all the t-shirts together. And then I got to color code the t-shirts. And then like, it's, I have a whole system, which may be a little complicated, but at the end of the day, it works for me and it makes me happy. So that's that on that yeah. framed. Like, if I'm putting something in the bedroom, I'm putting it away in the bedroom. I'm mm-hmm. not, just, not just throwing it in the bedroom. You'll put it in the bedroom and like, all right, when I get to the bedroom, I'll clean it. I'll clean there. I'm like, no, if I, if I put it in the bedroom, I'm putting it away. I'm not just going to the bedroom and just putting it there and, and dealing with it later. So much multitasking. It's not multitasking. I just can't think about all that. It's too much. It's too much. I'm like, okay, I'm cleaning this part. This goes in the bedroom. When I clean this part, I can go decompress from that. And then I can move on to the bedroom. I can't. It's just then I feel like I'm cleaning too many spaces and it's just nothing's done. And it's just, it. it it's just bad right. for me. Let's let's move on. That was love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hi, 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 hi. Hey, 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 Please don't judge me. Now I won't judge you. Word. So let's Shout get, to Chris Brown. Let's get right into our main topic. Man topic. 
I can get right into it? Yes. So um, this week's topic, we talking, we want to talk about um, Christianity um, as a as a concept, I guess, and you know how you know don't fight us, fellow friends and Christians. How there are some aspects of it that can be a little culty slash cult adjacent, um, and you know just you know how we how we can probably work on doing better. Um, to not be so cult slash cult adjacent. Yeah, I, I, I think any belief system can become cultish. Yes, yeah, so this is not Christianity specific. Yeah. Anybody yeah. can do it. Yeah, any belief system. But we just talk about what we know about. Can can become cultish in their move in the way they move. I um, like the way you move. Sorry. So I, I think that is where the um concern is. Um this thought this thought came to my mind first after seeing that crazy uh, what was it Housewives or whatever that was oh yes so Real Housewives of Salt Lake City it's a new uh, iteration of the Housewives franchise and um, there's I think five or six women on there and there's one black woman with a terrible weave that's always the case when they're not around other black women the weaves are always atrocious and um so the story, if I recall correctly, let me not be no whole liar, but the story is the black woman on the show, her grandmother was the leader of a Pentecostal church in Utah, I believe, or wherever they from, whatever. When the grandmother passed away, she was married to a man that was not her first like the father of her children basically this was her second husband and I guess before she passed away she expressed to I guess this husband and to her granddaughters that she would like it if one of the granddaughters married her husband and you know the black woman on the show is basically the granddaughter who married the husband and so that's kind of like a controversial conversation on the show because people are like, girl, you married your granddaddy. And she's like, well, I mean, he's not really my granddad. Like my granddad is like, you know, my granddad. This is just my grandma's like husband. And, you know, I married him because, you know, I felt like the 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 legacy of keeping the church in the family with someone from her side running it was important. So, you know, I decided to honor her request and marry um, my step grandfather, and Mark so, was like, I, "When I explained to him what was happening as I was watching, Mark was like, eh, er. yeah, because it's so many factors. Because like number one, it, 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 it throws up so many red flags. So um, many. F- first, the obvious one of having your husband marry your granddaughter. Like no one, no one's, no one's so, alarmed here, and like." putting like trying to say like like and, grandpa's and, a and, pass around is that what yeah. you're doing like that's and, awkward guys and connecting that with running the church and making 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 the church a family business mm-hmm. a Which family a lot business of people be doing. that um it's pet that's passed down from not choosing based like it's making it like a kingdom mm-hmm. where it's passed down meaning you get to church if you are and like it, like i said it becomes very cultish mm-hmm because you feel as if that's the way it's like it, it, it makes um it, it doesn't make it a calling it makes it oh you're related to me and it makes um 
also run the church like a, a power like a power move kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it just it just it makes it cultish. Very I cultish. Agree. Um but anytime you are uh, the other thing, um I feel as if that um like it, it just brought up a lot of conversations in terms of like how sometimes churches operate in fear. Mm-hmm. Of trying to, they're trying to scare people to Christ, Ucha. or like trying to scare people, like, oh, if you do this, then you're not saved. So it's like it, they use fear, they use, um, they use the Bible as a weapon. Mm-hmm. They use like they, they use all these things to kind of control people mm-hmm. into a certain thing. Now this is like I am a Christian, so it's not. I'm not saying Christianity does this. I'm mm-hmm. saying people utilize Christianity to do this, mm-hmm. and this is all cultish behavior. Yes, when you're trying to use something to control, control, yeah, to control people. And I and I think for I know I follow a couple of of people who are either atheists, agnostic, or practice you know some other kind of like African or other kind of like traditional religion. And a lot of their critique of Christianity and the Abrahamic faiths in and of itself is how discriminatory they feel like those faiths are when it comes to certain stuff. Like they feel like the it's a very rigid set of rules about what makes you authentically this or that. And if you're not doing the exact version of this or that, then you're not a real Christian Muslim Jew, whatever you want to call it. Like I remember when I joined our church and back then um, they did like new member classes. And I think you had to go to 10 before you were able to, you know, officially join the church. And I remember going to one of them. I can't remember which one it was in the sequence, but I remember going to one and there was another young lady there who was joining the church. And I think they were talking about, you know what? I think I remember now, but they were talking about salvation and what, what is salvation? How does one get it? What does it mean? What does it look like? And whoever was teaching it was talking about, you know, and asking us what we thought salvation meant, et cetera, et cetera. And this one young lady, I'll never forget it for as long as I live. She said for a long time in her life, she thought she was not saved because she could not speak in tongues. And the denomination that she grew up in believes that you are saved by showing evidence of speaking in tongues. And if you don't speak in tongues, something is wrong with your walk as a Christian. You're not doing something right. You're not connected to God enough. You're not a real enough Christian because you don't speak in tongues. And I thought about like how harmful that is and how cult-like it is because now you've got people feeling like I have to pretend to speak in tongues so that I can be part of the group and be considered to be a real whatever if I'm not going along with whatever the group is doing then I'm going to be outcast I'm going to be seen as not real enough or not not um not as deeply in my faith as I should be so I'm going to just go along with the flow and go along with the peer pressure to feel like I have to do this um, 
in order to fit in. And I just, I'll never forget that for as long as I live. Like I had, first of all, I had never heard of that before because I never grew up in a church where people were speaking in tongues in general. Like I, I, the church I went to in Barbados was very like reserved, conservative, like, you know, people, people, you know, it was just very quiet and, you know, it was just very, what's the word I want to say? It was just very, very reserved, very, very pious, very decency in order, kind of just, you know, just keeping it very classy. So it wasn't until I moved to the United States and started seeing like different expressions of uh, Christianity that I started to see like, you know, people speaking in tongues and, you know, shouting and whatever the case is. But prior to that, I had no knowledge of it. So like it never dawned on me that a person shouting or speaking in tongues or prophesying or whatever meant that they were a realer Christian than anybody else. So to me, it's just, it's just crazy that, that it's, that that person felt like she was brought up in, in a situation where her ability, her ability to speak in tongues was a measure of whether or not she was really a child of God. Like that, that was crazy to me. Yeah. And like, and, and when you question certain things, people try to question your faith and like, that's another Right, um, cultish behavior is not letting people have questions. Well, that, that that people people have questions. Yes, and, and there's nothing wrong with questions, but and, and teaching people that it's wrong to have questions is is cultish behavior. Like speaking of that, like it just made me think about something. Um, one of the things that I I feel like I've always had an issue with is being taught that your heart is wicked. And your feelings are, you shouldn't listen to them. Your feelings are, are because your heart is wicked, your feelings are. And so you shouldn't trust your feelings. But then we also teach, you know, intuition, discernment. And it's like, which is it? Are my feelings real? Should I listen to them or should I not? And I feel like it's problematic because it makes people feel like they can't trust what they feel because they're they're constantly being fed you're you're evil your heart is evil your base desire is evil so what you feel can't be trusted what you feel is wrong so it can't be trusted you should try to look for something else if you feel something you should ignore that something and go pray or do whatever to find something else it's like this this intentional um desire to like disconnect people from their own feelings and 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 make them feel like my feelings aren't real the only thing I can do is pray and there's nothing wrong with praying to God and asking for guidance and clarity about what to do how to move whatever the case is but I also feel like God gave us intuition he gave us our feelings and why give them to us if they're useless you know what I mean but it's like people kind of make it some people teach about feelings in such a way that they make it so that you can't trust your own feelings and you second guess what you feel, even when you know what you feel is right. And it leads to cult like things going on within faith communities because people feel like what they feel, even if they see something is wrong, they feel like they can't trust what they feel. So they won't speak up. They won't speak out. They won't say anything. So 
behavior that is not becoming or not in line with what it is that's being preached will be allowed to continue because people have been taught that they can't trust their feelings because their feelings are bad. Yeah. Like, um, so like one of, one of um, the people that we follow now on Instagram is your favorite heretics. We talked about it before. Mm -hmm. Um, and they post random, a lot of good things. Um, this one was interesting. Like I I, I read two. Mm -hmm. Um, so the first one says, anger is a great means of healing. Being bitter one. and resentful, resentful at toxic theology and spiritual abuse is very appropriate. Don't deny yourself anger because you feel it makes you less credible or justified in moving on from what has caused you harm. For all of those whose inclination is to comment back, well, as long as it leads you to X, or as long as you forgive and heal after you're done being angry, while that's given, it's still as a means of control over someone else's healing and autonomy. Mm -hmm. What if we just let people be angry, hurt, bitter, and broken, without telling them they need to arrive somewhere else eventually? Anger is just as holy and valid as happiness. To tell someone to not be angry to tell them not to use an incredible tool for healing. Mm-hmm. And then this last The Bible one. says be angry, but sin not. It doesn't say don't be angry. It says be angry. Just just don't be out here in these streets wilding because you're angry. Yeah. And this one is a huge part of deconstruction is learning how to have your own thoughts to listen to yourself and your voice again. It can be very disorienting and fear inducing after being told your thoughts are inherently evil. Mm -hmm. What if instead of praying for a hedge of protection against your thoughts and feelings, we welcome them, all of them. We drop the label of good and bad thoughts and we embrace all of them with wonder and grace. Could you imagine how much healing we would experience if we received our thoughts and allowed ourselves to nurture them and in turn ourselves? I'm so sorry people have impressed in you that you don't have that capability. Mm. So like yeah, it's, that's kind of what I was talking about a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it's it's basically like it's this like like I said it's just a lot of things we have to kind of I feel we have to deconstruct mm, <laughs> in terms mm. of how we do things because like you have to realize certain things are harmful yeah. cultures behavior yeah and like in how we treat others and how we treat ourselves mm. it's like we made we made Christianity this cultish thing right that like if X then Y right <laughs> right and I, I feel like it also connects to people being able to like address things that are wrong or that need improvement in the church because because people are kind of made to feel that if you speak up about something or you address something or you complain quote unquote about something you're not a christian like christian does not mean that i'm happy go lucky every single day of the week it doesn't mean that i don't still have opinions and feelings and thoughts and in and 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 have a right to express that um to people but like there are people who have this idea in their mind that if you're a christian anytime you like open your mouth to express an opinion that is contrary to what they think it should be 
you're not a real Christian or you're not, you're letting the devil use you. We give the devil too much credit, first of all, but that's another conversation for another time. But, you know, to me, like, I feel like if, if I have an example where I feel like someone has treated me or handled me in the church in a way that I didn't like, it was hurtful, it was upsetting, it was whatever to me, I don't see what the problem is with addressing that person respectfully, of course, and saying, hey, I don't like the way you interacted with me. I didn't think that was cool. I didn't I didn't appreciate that. Let's let's work on not doing that again. And I I, I have a hard time understanding why people perceive that as you being unchristian or you trying to like stir stuff up or you trying to start. It's like I feel sometimes like the way that people want you to live out Christianity, it's like they almost want you to be a robot. Like they don't want you to ever at all give, give authenticity and give, give credence to what you feel and how you feel and, and, and allow you to use your voice, even if it's in dissent of the popular opinion to say X, Y, and Z. Yes. Are there people who like stir stuff up for the, for the, for the drama? For sure. But I also feel that there are a lot of people in churches who have very valid points and very valid critiques of things that are going on. And those people should be heard. But because we've constructed this idea that if you're a Christian and you're a part of the community, you never say anything against it or bring up anything that's wrong. Like that's why a lot of our churches are stuck um, and not really growing and not really doing what it is that they're supposed to be doing because we've gotten to this place where we feel like anything that's slightly out of alignment with what we think it's supposed to be is automatically shot, shut down as um, somebody letting the devil use them or somebody trying to stir up this or somebody trying to stir up that. And again, like I said, there are people who do be trying to do that. However, it can't be that every single time someone says something or is trying to bring an issue to the forefront or trying to solve a problem in a creative way that may not be the way we've always done it. That doesn't mean that that person is being used by the devil or trying to whatever, whatever. I I, I think that we have to also acknowledge that we like to your point, like someone might say something a certain way and it might, they might say something or address something a certain way. And you might, you might, you might not like the way they addressed it. Um, at at a church, or someone talked about a pastor and everything, and and it might it might be disrespectful in the way they said it, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you don't listen to what they're saying because they they're still expressing their feelings, right? And I think that is where it becomes an issue too, mm-hmm. because like people are expressing their feelings the way they feel it, right? And even though it might not come out the right way, that is still how they feel, right? Right. And so to to not acknowledge their feelings, right, for the purpose of respectability, yeah. <laughs> Is going is always a problem. Agreed, 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 one hundred percent. Another thing that has has always kind of come off a little weird to me, like there's a particular denomination who like has a song where you, it says something like you can't join into it, you have to be born into it. I'm talking about the Kojics, in case anyone's wondering. Um, and I'm like, don't y'all not alarmed? Don't don't about like what what. <laughs> I know I know where that comes from. I've never in all of my life heard, and I don't know if this is like real, like legit, but it's like, 
it's a song that they yeah they have amongst their denomination and i'm just like you can't join and you gotta get born i'm like excuse me i i what what i think you're african-american party what they're trying to say is you have to be reborn in grace and i it's just it's just i've had conversations because i i I had a problem with it before i'm like huh but um but um, what what they're trying to say is like you guys be reborn, just like how you you de- you die to yourself and be born in Christ. That's that's all I was trying to say. Well, then say that because <laughs> it sounds to me like I, but, oh, but, so if my family not coaching, I can't I can't join. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like I, I I think this comes to conversation. Well, it, it's just it's just how it's how. But like that that's the understanding that they um they know what what it means when they say it. Yeah, but if someone asks the question, then they'll they'll let them know. They need to work on the PR because it it creates confusion. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know if I agree. The reason why I say that reason reason why I say that is because I think that um, it's there's a lot of things. It's always easy if if it's heard a certain way. But once you ask, you should always ask questions. I, I think. But the I, point I'm trying to make is. Who would I ask? Anybody. Who's anybody? Anybody like people like people who are singing it. You can start with that. But wh- here's my thing. What if I'm seeing a video on YouTube and hearing that? I don't know any of the people in that video. I don't know the person who posted it. Who am I asking? I, so, uh, the re- and how do I know that the answer I'm getting is legitimate or from someone who actually knows? The reason why I'm only reason I'm making that statement, and I understand, I understand you're right. I'm not not. I want to dismiss what you're it's saying. Not right, I'm just asking questions. But like, I I think that um, it's the same. It, it, it can be said kind of for a lot of gospel songs that comes with knowledge of biblical principles about or about or the bible like there's certain things that like people like it's like certain sayings that people might not know, know sayings of right and like it's not the same go ahead but it's not the same what i'm saying is there are some there's certain phrases that we say mm-hmm. seem strange to people who who are not used to certain phrases right that's biblically, that's culturally, whatever. Right. It's just, there's, there's always going to be certain phrases mm-hmm. that might come off a different way to somebody else. Okay. And I think just like anything else, people might take it a certain way until you ask somebody. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make, the, I guess the point I'm making is there's a difference between certain sayings like, oh, you know, what's a, what's a common Christian saying? Um, I'm trying to think of something that like a lot of Christians say all the time that, you know, um, I get it right now, but like, it's, but just... like, it's, it's like, to me, I feel like there's a difference between, a am blessed and highly favored and, uh, you can't join in it. You gotta be born in it. Like well, you there's that a, phrase, but there, but there are, but, other... but I feel like there's a connotation of this is exclusive. You can't be a part of this from that particular wording, as opposed to using something that might be slightly unfamiliar. Like there's something that's unwelcoming about that versus a, a, a more generic kind of statement. And I think I, that's, I, I, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is I, I think every, anything, many things can be, Took taken that way in isolation, and that's what I'm trying to say. I think in isolation, yes. And overall, it, once you, 
just just like any church, I think if you take if you take anything being said in isolation, it's gonna it might come off a certain way. There's certain things that um people like people out of church or pastors have said that like taking it in isolation sounds crazy. Not not taking it but with um understanding where it comes from makes sense. Um so I, I, I think it, it's I think everything is just it's it's it should be taken in isolation. I I I think I, I think I I, I pro, if I the words you, you choose are the words you choose, it's not my responsibility to find out the deeper meaning of those words. You're purposely choosing to use them, and you're purposely using them, knowing that other people who aren't a part of your denomination situation may hear it, and you're choosing to do it anyway. It's not my job once I hear it to find out what's up. You put that out, knowing what it says, knowing what it means, knowing how it comes across. I'm going to take that at face value. The responsibility or the onus isn't on me to to come to you and be like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? If I want to, then yes. But the onus is not on me to ask you for that information if I feel a way about it. Like, I don't have to. You put it out not with much care about how someone else is going to take it. So I'm not going to say that without care. If you, if they cared, they wouldn't put that out, but you know, whatever. Like I said, I I, I don't agree, but I don't have to agree. (laughs) No, it's fine. This, this is what this is about. This is about dialogue. Like to me, it isn't something that I would feel comfortable knowing that my denomination is putting out. I would be like, yo, that's this little wild. Yeah. And however, so that that church is not for you. It's not for me. And so that's why I'm saying I'm like, as the person coming across that, I could look at that and just be like, that's not for me. I don't need to ask no questions and I can just keep it pushing. Which which is, and I think that is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like, because, if I want to ask questions to be curious, I can, but like, I don't have to. The onus isn't on me. I can just literally look at that and be like, nah, that ain't, that ain't it. And keep it pushing. I don't have yeah. to ask anybody anything. Yeah. Because it, it, it's just like when, um, if you go into a church and people are speaking in tongues, some people are like that's not for me, and right. and, 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 and like you'll find another way. Like it's, I guess. My, but I, my, I guess I guess that's not as blatantly exclusionary to, as those words to you. Some people are very blatantly exclusionary when they hear people talking tongues. Like why? It, it, like some people think that sounds demonic. Um, but that's but, different than feeling like. I'm being told I can't be a part of this. But that that's somebody how, speaking in tongues, I'm I feel excluded because I can't do it or I don't know what's going on. No, it, it's it, different it, than it, being it, told flat out you can't be a part of this. But you you're still going by how you're interpreting. Not everybody's interpreting that same way. Why would someone interpret someone speaking in tongues as you can't be here, you can't be a part of this? This don't have nothing to do with you. Then people speaking in tongues is completely irrelevant to you. You're saying to somebody who know you're talking about somebody who understands what speaking in tongues is. People a lot of people don't know what that means. I guess I'm confused about why someone would take that personally and be like they're trying to exclude me because they're speaking in tongues. Uh, no, it's not that tra- like it's just I I don't feel a part of this. And that's different to me than being told you can't be. To it's, di- the, it's different the, what, what I'm when saying, someone's I'm, making if you're in a situation where something's happening and you individually say I don't feel comfortable or I don't feel like I can be a part of this mm-hmm. you're making the choice to say 
I don't think this is something that I can be a part of, as opposed to being told you can't be a part of this. It's Once different. Again, but one again, is you taking it in and saying, I don't know. The other one is telling you, you can't. It's different. What I'm saying is, I'm not, I wasn't I was talking to speak in tongues when I said that. I said, that is your interpretation of that song, I'm saying. That is not everybody's interpretation of that song. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's that's what I was making. Okay. How how what other way do you think someone would interpret that song? Just curious. I I'm, I would like to know. I just told you, like saying reborn, just like her reborn in Christ. But why would the lyrics not just be you have to be reborn in Christ? Because you, that's you not how lyrics you, work. So you're <sighs> that's not how lyrics work. You 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 make things make it to make it sound a certain way. That's so is it saying you can't join Christ? You have to be born in like what is the point of the statement? I guess. Uh, because it's saying basically this church of God in Christ. It's it's. And you're it's telling more, me I can't join the church. You're not telling me I can't join Christ. I'm telling you what it means. I'm it's playing. stupid, and they should probably stop singing it. To you only, <laughs> not to them. Okay. I'm not the only one who thinks it's stupid either, but if that's what they want to do, it's their business. No, I'm saying it. <laughs> I understand the concept, so I, I, I have no problem with it because I understand what, what they're trying to say. Okay. My argument still stands. It sounds exclusionary. And unless you and that's what I said, the have is, a friend. Said, the church is just not for you. It's not, and that's fine. It, everything doesn't have to be for me. I'm just saying that I think that that gives me a cultish tea. I don't think so. Okay. I feel like because I, 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 I like I said I think I think it's just how lyrics. is it fulfilling the mission of delivering the gospel to the unsaved if you're telling someone you can't join in you have to be born I don't care what you're saying that they think the lyrics means I'm trying to tell you that a person who is unsaved who doesn't know anything you're talking about one song I but what if that's all a person ever hear what if that's the introduction is what I'm saying Yes, what if but, that's the introduction? But, but let's just try. That's saying that every song does does the same thing, and that's not true. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about this song specifically. Okay. And I'm saying that if the mission of the church is to go out and make disciples of men, okay, how does that song connect to that message? It does not, to me, connect okay. to that message. If it's about going out making disciples but you're using language that sounds like you're not trying to incorporate individuals that aren't already a part of the circle you're not fulfilling the mission so when does it, when do, when do does that church do that song i don't know the point is i don't think the wording of it is appropriate to what we say the mission of being a Christian is supposed to be. And I don't think every song should have to have to be, be the same mission. I'm not saying it has to be the same mission, but if the overarching thought process about, do you think every song is for new members? No. Okay. That's not the argument. That's not the argument I'm making. The argument I'm making is, if your statement is 
we are Christians. We are a church. We believe that it is our job to share the gospel of Christ with people. Okay. Why do you have a song with lyrics that makes it sound like the gospel cannot be shared with everyone? And I just said it again. That's why I asked that question. I think there's different songs for different parts. For different, for but di- the point, but the point I'm trying to make is what if that's the one that a person hears? It doesn't matter if they sing the next Tasha Cobbs or Jonathan McReynolds or whoever. What if, what if the one that the person hears is that one? What impression are they supposed to make? Even if they hear all the other ones, when they hear that one, what is that one supposed to make them think? I just told you that's what their what their intentions are. But what if? How am I supposed to know an intention from hearing something for the first time? How do I know? I don't have anybody to ask when I'm hearing it. If I'm hearing it, I'm processing it in myself first. I don't okay. have an opinion or any questions to ask until I've heard it. Okay. But I already have my initial feeling before I even go into asking someone, "Well, what is this? What is that?" Okay. You've already put me in a position to where I'm already defensive almost hearing what you've said because I don't know what it means. Maybe my position will change once I hear it. But the point I'm making is you cannot control what a person takes in the minute they hear it. I got you. And so what I'm saying is even if that's not your intention, the way someone initially receives it may not be positive. And they may ask a question and get some clarity. They may not. All I'm saying is, I feel like we've been talking about this for too long. My only thing is, I just feel like the the, the song and the wording is irresponsible. That's it. And I I, I said, okay, I I understand what you're saying. I just don't agree. (laughs) Okay. We don't have to. That's completely fine. That's the only thing I said in the beginning. Okay, I was just trying to explain to you what my thought process was. I do not understand how you don't agree, but you know, whatevs. We're different. We think differently, and that's that's okay. You're, we're we're different about things, and that's that's fine. That's what keeps things uh, interesting and spicy here, and um, that's uh, that's that on that. <laughs> I, I, I know, I because I I, I, I I just think that um, certain song like. That might be your first song. It might not work for you, and I. Yeah, all I can say is but like, keep trying. But I, I like. I, I, I. It just. It just. It happens. Like sometimes. But I feel the, like. I guess. Like even as a member, even if I like, I would still be bothered by that. That would still bother me, even if I was, I was a full out member, and I was like, okay, like I would be bothered by that. So it doesn't even matter if I'm new. If I was a, a full blooded member, I would still be like, eh, I don't know about that. Yes, because it's not for you. The church is not for you. The songs not. It's just not for you. And that it shouldn't be for anyone, but whatever. <laughs> That's what it's what like. And don't and the, and the, don't get me wrong. There's a lot. There's other gospel songs that I don't particularly enjoy. Okay. And I and it's it's not for me. And I understand that. But what I'm just saying is, I I kind of feel as if, again, there's something problematic about the wording for me. For you, yeah, and that's fine for me. So if you if and, and I think it, and I think it informs a lot of the shenanigans that take place within that particular denomination because it is so like clickish and it's all like the same families that have been kind of like running stuff for years and it's like a I, lot, I, I, a I, lot I, I, of I that mentality. I don't want to blanket the whole organization, and that's what I said. I don't want to blanket the whole organization that way, but the people the, who are in it blanketed that way. But go on. 
Okay, but like that doesn't. But it's still not every per- person who's a part of it. It's, like, it's it's not every person who's a part of it. But I feel like that song and the and the and that those lyrics are tied to a particular like mode of operation and and uh, system that exists that that creates stuff and a lot of the issues that that organization has seen is seeing etc etc that just it's it's a lot of strange stuff okay that could be your opinion it is it is um anything else on this this whole thing um yeah uh you know let's just you know just work on you know just expanding our minds expanding our thoughts and just you know just being (laughs) being um being being open to like questioning things and and speaking up for ourselves and not allowing ourselves to be caught up in in weirdo pseudo culty types of things because people are making us feel like disempowered uh and discouraging us from using our voices and using our brains and all the things that God gave us to critically uh assess and evaluate uh, the things that are going on around us because yes, God wants followers, but I don't think God wants mindless robots. Correct. And I feel like sometimes being in, being a person of faith, it can feel sometimes like depending on like where you're going to church and where you're being taught that people just kind of expect you to be some kind of robot and just kind of go along with like everything that's being said and never like stop and think for a moment. Like, wait, what? That sounds weird. Mm -hmm. That looks nuts. What's up with that? Like, and it, and I don't think I shouldn't say, I don't think it's intentional. Um, I, I think there are people who like lead people in certain cult adjacent ways because that's the way they've been led. So that's what they've been taught. That's what they know. And they don't realize that they're doing it again and again and again. But like, I also feel like there, there are people who do it intentionally because like they, of course, some people do it intentionally. I I think a lot of times, because like, look at a lot of times I think their heart is in the right place or like, they feel like this is the way it's supposed to go or like, because a lot of times people feel as if like, as long as the end goal is this, mm-hmm. and as long as I am going towards this end goal, the means that I get there shouldn't matter as much. Right. So they, the thing is, their end goal is to get people saved mm-hmm. and for people to for purity. For like, so like, it's they feel like their end goal is this certain thing. So mm-hmm. I need to have that. They they create these different lanes to mm. do that, right? So like that that's usually what comes to like I, I don't I don't a lot of times I don't think it's intentional. And that, that's why it's hard to have the conversation mm. with people because because it's like when when you are questioning it, you're kind of now saying everything that you learned mm. from the way you operate is wrong, right? And you're hurting people instead of helping people in which you think you've been doing the whole time. Right. So that that's why it's hard to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's like you're, you're saying, he, they're like, my heart's in the right place. Why am I wrong? Right. And that that's where the um, concern is. Because like a lot of times their heart is in the right place, but they're hurting people mm-hmm. unintentionally. Right. And that's, and that's kind of what it is. I, I think um, I always want to get out of 
Because, like, church people are very good at quickly telling, calling people evil mm-hmm. and calling people... Um, which like, I think is dramatic, y'all. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're quick to doing that. And we have to understand, like, many times people's heart in the right place. It's just that in their mind, they're doing the right thing. Right. And the statement, hurt people, hurt people, is, like, super true. Because a lot of people, yes, they may be Christians. Yeah, they may have strong faith, whatever the case is. But they also have deep hurts that a lot of times, I think, being people of faith, they don't feel like they need to address like they feel like everything is a let me just pray and it's like yeah you can pray but you can also go see a therapist a counselor some type of professional to help you work through these hurts that you have so that you don't continue to be hurtful to other people um and so i think i think we have to also look at things through that lens too like it's not like you said people are evil people are hurt and they don't know that they're operating in the space of hurt and that they're hurting other people because they have unresolved yeah. hurt themselves. Just be, like, even though you're trying to get a certain goal doesn't mean that you're not wrong. Right. Um, just un- understand that just because you're intention, your heart in the right place, you still have to be mindful of someone else's feelings. Right. Someone else's feelings do matter. Yes. In the Especially in the, like, be mindful of that. Like, it's like, um, it's like the when you're trying to get have an event and someone's talking to someone crazy or like like um ordering people around and being disrespectful how they talk to them in their mind this needs to get done because i'm trying to do the work of god mm-hmm. so i'm trying to work you of don't god. have to be nasty to do the work of god correct but in their mind the end goal is more important than the, than how you treat the people in the process because they're thinking about they're thinking about like and they're they're just thinking about the end goal of what right. how it needs to happen right. of, but they don't understand the whole process is important too. Mm-hmm. So their intention isn't to be um, evil. They're just trying to get this done. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do that and not understand that you can't push people away to, to, in the right. process of getting right. that. Right. Um, people have the issue when it comes down to like performances or rehearsals and stuff like that like that it's always a big thing you always hear about choir directors talking to people crazy dance directors talking to people, like you hear it all the time mm-hmm. because people are like oh i'm trying to get this done for the glory of god and trying to do this done but Not if you, you can't talk to people crazy in mm-hmm. the midst of right because you're, you're you're kind of hurting the whole process and the whole thing. Yeah, because, you know, the Bible that, you know, you're, you're supposed to be reading says, love your neighbor as yourself. You wouldn't talk to yourself like that. So why are you talking to me like that? You should be acting out the love part and talking to me with love and respect. Like, I understand, you know, you might be frustrated. There's a lot of pressure on you. You're trying to get this together, et cetera, et cetera. Like, we have to stop abandoning showing love to one another so that we can show that we love God. Like correct, we we can't love God and then be like treating each other like trash. Like it don't work. The performance is not more important than the process, right? And we also have to normalize people being empowered to express that they feel away about how they were dealt with because told, I think spoken to or, or spoken to because I think a lot of times we feel like oh but you know the person's heart is in the right place they meant this they're trying to do blah 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 but all that's great but also you didn't treat me in the way that I feel I should have been treated by my Christian brother or sister. Correct. So I need to be able to tell you that without it being taken as I'm trying to, uh, to disregard or, or, um, 
or or tear down what you have done or what you were working towards or whatever the case is. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate the the methods through which you go about stuff. And I can also say, I don't feel like I was treated in a Christian way when this happened and it should be supported for me to say that. Yeah. That, 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 that's a black cultural thing also. Yeah. I like, we, we gotta move on, but like that's a black cultural thing with like, um, our older black leaders. Yeah. When, um, they, they, they've done a lot of great things for right. our freedom, mm-hmm. but we should be able to say, Hey, you're doing this wrong. Also, Right. Like you could have you could have done this better. Yeah. Here here here's where you you kind of misstepped. Here's here's where we can improve and it not What's be taken a, as a dis- disrespecting your legacy. disrespecting your legacy or disregarding your gift or whatever the case is. It's just okay, we all have moments. No one's perfect. This is one where you didn't do so good. Let's let's do better, huh? Yeah. We got to move on. Yes, let's move on. <laughs> all right. We're um, move on to our artist Sorry, I was just trying to hold it for however long the breath was going to go. So this week's artist spotlight is Paris Jackson. Uh, Her full name is Paris Michael Catherine Jackson, and she's an American model, actress, singer, and musician. She's the second child and only daughter of the late, great Michael Joseph Jackson and Debbie Rowe. Um, She, you know, we've been seeing her since she was a kid. You know, her dad had her outside with her brothers, you know, they were doing weird stuff, wearing masks and just, you know, into strange things. Um, But, you know, it's nice to see that the kids have come along and, um, you know, kind of gotten themselves together in some, in some way. And so Paris is um, doing music and she put out an EP, I believe it's an EP. Let me not be no whole liar. It's a studio album. It's not an EP. It's called Wilted. It came out um, earlier this is this uh, this year uh, in October, I believe. And the first single off of it was called Let Down. And that's what I'm going to play. It's a little different from the sound that we usually go with. But um, that's what's going down uh, here today. Want to, you know, show some love to young Miss Jackson. Uh, next of the Jackson legacy to give the girls a little music. So here is Let Down by Paris Michael Catherine Jackson.
that was let down by paris jackson i don't know i like that song it just it gives me a little like you know just like you just sit in a quiet room and just let some zen you know just real melodic type stuff just wash over you it's very relaxing it it's the type of thing i'd like to hear playing while i get a a, a, a aromatic why, why can't I use my words today? No, it was your day. Um, aromatherapy. Aromatherapy massage. That was the word I was trying to use. I couldn't. I got lost somewhere. Um, yeah, that's. I, I like it. Shouts out to Paris. Um, shouts out to her for like jumping into the music industry because I'm like, yeah, she got the connect, but I'm like, I can imagine like the the pressure is intense coming from a musical family and your mom, your dad and your aunt being like some of the most iconic people in music of all which time. Is, which is probably why she's not going to pop route at all. Yeah, she said, I'm going to give you girls this, this you know, guitar right here. this acoustic guitar, like breathy tea and y'all going to deal. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. That you yeah. got to carve out a lane for yourself because she can't be coming out here trying to be the next Ariana Grande because all it's going to be like, oh, she's trying to be like her father and her auntie. I'm like, there are worse people she could be like, but you know, whatever. Go off, y'all. So yeah, I I think that's super cool that she's uh out there and putting music out and you know just finding her voice and put in and sharing it with people. So word, 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 yes, word. that was let down. Um, I think the album is called uh, Wilted Wilted Flower. Let me not be no whole liar. It's something wilted. Somebody wilted. Somebody wilted. What? What? Yes, it's called Wilted. That's the name of the the album. So word. go stream it on your favorite platforms and support to the good sis. Miss Paris Jackson. Word, word. Um, up next is this, this week in random. Uh, so what's on the docket, honey? Um, so for those of you who listen to this podcast uh fairly regularly, you know that I have special love for the raspy voiced rappers. Um, Casanova is one of them. And um, Casanova uh, was formerly into the street life, allegedly. And, um, you know, since he came out of jail and started putting music out, he was supposed to be walking on the straight and narrow. Um, A report came out last week that the FBI were looking for a bunch of people from a gang that was doing some type of racketeering and other other illicit activities and uh casanova's name was a part of the situation for conspiracy for conspiracy um he turned himself into the authorities last week he um, pled innocent and pled innocent but you know i i was i'm not going front. i was kind of surprised i was like why is his name being brought up like he seems to have been minding his business since he, and he said publicly several times, I'm no longer affiliated with any of that stuff. I'm trying yeah. to like fly right. But, but and apparently, whatever the case some case has been going on for years. It was probably before that. Yeah. So uh, this case has gone on for years. Um, yeah. So it's probably for stuff from before. Yeah. Um, and it's still like I said, it's conspiracy. Yes, conspiracy. Um, he was. He's. He's not charged in. So it, there was somebody that got killed as a part of this whole situation. But um, rest in peace to that person. Uh. He's, he's just the name so yeah and he, so it's the article says casanova is not charged in the slaying but faces one count each of conspiracy to commit racketeering conspiracy to distribute controlled substances and a gun possession charge so um he pled not guilty and is in custody while a bail proposal is being prepared this was written that, 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 I, I hate that conspiracy charge december 3rd so i don't know if he's still in jail conspiracy could like be a lot of things yeah 
it could they, they could probably try to use lyrics from his song mm-hmm. like yeah i heard that they were trying to use lyrics from his songs it's like all right guys yeah and and like i like what i what i like less about the whole report was like what i saw in the article they mentioned with talking about him they're talking about all the things he got charged for before they were talking about his music not one time they talked about his actual charge when i saw it before yeah what, what he, i was like oh so what did he actually do yeah, like what? Like I, it was confusing to me. Like for the first like, couple it, of it articles, was, I was like, "So what? Why? What he got to do with this? I, I is it re- just that he knows these people? Because I'm not understanding. I was very upset what's with going like on. How here. they try to like put his lyrics like this? He's terrible. I was like, "All right, I, I see what's happening here." I'm like, "All right, guys, 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 is this what we're doing? Guys, is this what we're doing? Okay, so I, I hope that he, you know, is in fact like out of that nonsense and had nothing to do with that situation. But you know, I guess we'll kind of see what's going on. Um, another rapper who. I don't particularly care about one way or the other. Um, and I feel like the only reason I know him is because he's dating Fabulous's stepdaughter. Um, but uh, G Herbo, a rapper from Chicago, um, him and several members of his crew, and I'm reading this verbatim from this article, were charged in federal court with using stolen, stolen credit card details and IDs to pay for private jets, expensive meals, and designer puppies over the last four years. I don't know what's funnier about this. The fact that people are using stolen credit card information to buy very obvious things or the fact that they got designer puppies. I don't know what's funnier about this. I, I don't know. I, I, I I'm like, what like, is you doing, baby? Like, I, um, someone said this. I was, there was like, it's also, if you're going to stop, stop doing legal stuff like with credit cards, like not, they will always find out. They, they're always going to find out. There's always Plot that, twist, y'all. Anything to do with any type of credit card banking situation, you will get they, found. They will find out. You will get found. You there might is not get no, caught today. But they're going to get you. Might you. not get caught tomorrow. But they're going to catch you. But yeah, listen, that train is never <laughs> late. They said over the last four years. So they probably peaked what you was doing six months in, but was like, all right, let's 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 see how much longer he's going to keep trying to get this off. And we're just going to keep building the case and keep building the case and keep building the case. And now look, look at you. He has a baby on the way. Cause um, fabulous stepdaughter is pregnant, and the baby's due like I think early next year. You about to be a full awful, as the as the people in Brooklyn. You about to be a full awful, and you, I think he already has another kid. And I'm like, you going to jail for scamming? Like, I mean, what music did he really make that was making any money? So I guess scamming was the backup plan. But like, just you gotta note it when you have any type of notoriety or fame or whatever you want to call it. You really gotta be careful about certain things like you are not the first rapper to have scams you won't be the last at scams but i bet you what them other scammers is quiet they doing what they need to do to stay out of the fray and just be low-key just just do better don't be so obvious you scamming and buying private getting private jets you don't think anybody's gonna look into that like yeah like you know they're like oh how did he get that Right, because again, it's not like G Herbo was making like big music like that to where it's like, oh, this seems like something he would have money for. It doesn't. So I would be like, oh, he got private jet money. I got to do some investigating. I got to get to the bottom of this. Because how he, how he, get name me a G Herbo hit. Name me one. Name me one. Couldn't tell you. Like if Chris Brown had a private jet, I'd be like, okay, Chris Brown has done enough to give me reason to believe he has private jet money. You know, uh, 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 you know, uh, Diddy's done enough to show me he has private jet money. Um, several people, you know, not G Herbo. I would have some questions too. I'd be like, so uh, tell me more about this. So you know, hopefully don't get they don't get locked up in the clink for too long. But you know, it's looking wild out there. 
Um, in other music news, uh, the next verses, I guess they're doing these on a monthly basis, is going to be Ashanti versus Keisha Cole. I'm calling it for Ashanti. I had a very spirited debate with my friends in a group chat who are calling it for Keisha Cole, and I just want to know if people are smoking crack because Keisha what, Cole wear. What, what I what? will say is Keisha Cole does have great features and hits. Does she have as many as Ashanti? She, um, I don't even know 20 Keisha Cole songs to be completely honest with you. So I'm Keisha, coming to that verse is like, so what's she playing? Keisha Cole has a lot of album cuts that people love. Okay. Ashanti has... I don't think I don't. I don't think Keisha like, Cole. I could be wrong, but I just don't feel like Keisha Cole is the artist that could get off album cuts. But all right, no, she 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 has great album. I I think, I think Ashanti has five strong, um, that, five. No, let me let me finish. What I'm saying. Okay, five strong that I don't know if Keisha Cole can do anything with. Okay, gotcha. Okay, that's why you gotta let people finish their sentences yes. sometimes. Because I was getting ready to be like, I know you are okay. not about to tell me Ashanti got five hits and that's it. She has five things that I don't know. If, Keisha, Keisha Cole just got to play one of her B-side cuts and not waste, Correct. not waste a good one. The the question is, I don't, I think Ashanti's going to have a long day. Like, Ashanti, playing no, her hits? What I'm saying is, <laughs> there's a lot of good Keisha Cole songs that, like, like I guess, I guess like, give like, me an like, example like, of a like Keisha Cole t- song t- that you think would be the Ashanti song. Like, her, her, like what's it called? Um, Ashanti's like 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 those those five that were probably the last five she plays. Awesome. Those first ten, I don't know what's gonna happen. I have faith in my girl Shanti. I do, I do. And I and I I was saying this to Mark earlier today. I think my problem also with Keisha Cole is I don't like Keisha Cole as a person. Uh, she should never do that reality show because it feel like it showed me a very funky side of her personality and I was never able to listen to her music without seeing that funky person. So I literally am just like, oh, all right, girl. And I mean, I generally don't find Keisha Cole's singing voice to be the most pleasant singing voice for me to listen to. So, um, so like, this, I'm just, I've, so I'm yeah, not this, as familiar with her music. So I may, she may have some stuff out there that I don't know about. This song here. Okay. That's all. People like people gonna put this really high up. I like that song. I don't like the song at all. I don't. Like but this, oh. but it, it, it is gonna be a point though. I hate this song. Ugh. Like I don't have feelings about this song. I, I get it. I don't like or dislike it. I just literally don't have feelings about it. All right. Yeah, like it. She she has good. This is kicks. this is this is a cute joint. This is a cute joint. Which one is this one? I don't know. She she has a lot of um, a lot of hit. Okay, I mean I'm not discrediting. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't, I, just, I, don't, I don't know if I'm giving it to her over Ashanti. I'm just saying that Ashanti's like, gonna have Ashanti, to work for her win. Yeah, Ashanti's gonna have to work for it. Okay, That's and she I'm will saying. succeed. She will prevail. Because you know what my problem is. I feel like people people like to joke on Ashanti like Ashanti's corny, 
Let me explain something to y'all. Ashanti had the thing on lock from 03 to like 02 to 05. She was everywhere. She was that chick. Oh, they, they, they have a song together. So probably do that song at the end anyway. What's that? This is um, Keisha calling Ashanti. That's what it says. Okay, that's fine. Listen, my girl Ashanti is just tied to my high school slash early college memories, and she was giving us videos. Okay, I still sit up here and watch the foolish video with Terrence Howard. Like it ain't no issue. No, no, I. And like she, she's gonna play a couple of songs in Jaru. I know she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna. I'm just saying, I hope for you, Ashanti doesn't come in. Think it's gonna be easy, because if she comes, it's gonna be easy. She's gonna have a long day. Well, she bet Ashanti. Ashanti was born ready. I feel. I hope so. When you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So I feel like I'm calling it for Ashanti. We'll see what happens. It's happening uh, the 12th, which is what Saturday. Yeah, I look appreciate that. I thank y'all for having a Saturday versus. I'm tired of Negro, Negroes having these Thursday and Wednesday versus. I have things to do. Okay, I don't have time to be up all night fool line with y'all. So I appreciate this Saturday versus very much. I'm looking forward to it. Um, hopefully everybody comes with good energy um, and people actually sing along with their songs and whatnot. Like that'll be great. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's what's going on there. Um, <laughs> in other semi versus related news. So Patty and um, if y'all remember, Patty and um, Sis Gladys had um, Dionne Warwick come out for um, what's that song? Superwoman. And Dionne Warwick is just a gem. I don't know why we have not been giving Dionne Warwick her flowers more, but we need to. Um, so somebody told Miss Warwick how to use the Twitters over the weekend. <laughs> and Miss Warwick been on the Twitter's acting up. She added Chance the Rapper and said, why is your name Chance the Rapper? We know you're a rapper. Like, why does the rapper part have to be a part of your name? From now on, I'll be Dion the singer. And, you know, Chance the Rapper replied and they had a little kiki going. And then she tweets, I'm coming back next for the weekend. Why you even spell it like that? You missing letters. I'm like, oh my God. So I've just been following the tweets and the retweets and the shadiness. Apparently somebody asked her to buy a PS5 and she was like, hell no. Not buying you no PS5 Stranger Danger. And it's just been a great time. You know, if you haven't already, get on Twitter and go follow Dion Works account. It'll give you life. Because to see an 80 year old woman cutting up like this on social media is just it's she, everything. She's actually um she posted a video ten hours ago. She did. Well, hello. And this is for all of you tweeters who have decided that I'm not tweeting my own stuff to you. I want you to know I am, and I'm getting a very, very, very good at it. You see, I have a wonderful niece, her name is Brittany. And she said, Aunt Dion, you'll have a lot of fun if you get on this with me. I said, okay, teach me how to do it. And she did, and I am doing it. So that should quell all of you naysayers. And if it doesn't, deal with it. Dion, I stand Dion work, okay? <laughs> Dion, I stand, I stand. Because people were saying, oh, this must be like someone from her team managing the account. And she kept being like, nah, it's me. It's really me. I'm on here talking. So I guess she finally had to make a video and let you kids know she on here. What you see that's being tight, Dion the Warwick typed it, okay? Mm-hmm. Quit playing with her. Quit playing with her, okay? Yes. 
I think I'm I'm more, I'm more impressed by she posts she's selling T-shirts that said hussy. I'm more impressed with that actually. Oh my god! Why did somebody say that Dion's fan base should be called the hussies? <laughs> and I'm like, I I'm I agree it. actually. I oh let me add that to my Christmas list. I would like a hussy T-shirt or t-shirt. sweatshirt. <laughs> I would I would like to show support for the good sis Dion. That's right. Um, so just add that to the list of things. Um, I would wear it proudly. Um, so yeah. Get get on Twitter. Go follow Dion Warwick. Get your life. It she's out here clowning, and it's great. Um, other music related things. So I think last week we talked about it briefly. So uh, Darrell Walls from the Walls Group uh, was supposed, as Jocelyn Hernandez says, he was supposed on Instagram where somebody reposted a close friends video he posted showing him chilling with a man who appeared to be his boo thing. Um, so in the gospel community, people were like, well, if y'all is, cause I guess people, the, the reaction to the whole Darrell Walls thing has been vacillating between, but mostly leaning towards people being like, let that man live, let him live his truth, let him be great, whatever, whatever. And that's cool. But there are some people who are around back when Tone, AKA B Slade, was outed and remember how poorly he was treated and so there's there was like kind of like a mini camp and like nah if y'all gonna let the raw Darrell walls ride y'all need to apologize to tone because y'all dragged him from jerusalem to jericho dragged him to the death and y'all gonna need to apologize to him if y'all gonna be so welcoming and open to letting Darrell walls do what he do so I guess Tone saw all of this and whatever, whatever. And he did like, I didn't finish watching the whole thing, but I watched about half of it. He did like a two hour, like YouTube video live thing where he was addressing, you know, people bringing him up and including him in this whole thing. And Tone was just kind of like, when people first told me what happened to old boy, I was kind of like, okay, because I guess he met, um, this uh Darrell at like a music industry event and Darrell kind of was funny to him and so Tone was like like I feel like I know what he's feeling I know what he's going through I know how he feels in terms of like somebody outing you when you ain't planning to say nothing about nothing but also you were a jerk to me when you met me because you were following along with what other people were telling you to do about how to treat me so I'm kind of like okay girl Um, and he also said, you know, he felt like at this point in his life, he doesn't need an apology from the community because he's like, he's like, I've been telling y'all about what I am and who I am this whole time. He's like, what do you think I'm talking about and make me over? He said, you know, my other side, I can no longer hide. He's like, I've been telling y'all in the music, what I've been dealing with. If you listen to make me over, I told y'all, I said it. So I don't know why everybody was all like, oh my God, I can't believe, I told you, in the music. But he was like, you know, it it took me a while to feel, and this the thing I didn't know about the whole Tone situation is that he never planned to say anything. Like he didn't do the interview he did with the intention of saying anything. The interviewer put, interviewer put him on the spot and kind of outed him herself. And that's kind of how things happened. And so he talked a lot about, you know, all the things he lost, you know, in terms of relationships with people, he was talking about like the gospel music industry and how it's just as like competitive and sinister and weird as the regular music industry. And he just was dropping a lot of of, like information and knowledge and saying, you know, his overall message was like, 
regardless of whatever people do or don't do, like we really need to do a better job at being supportive and loving one another. Cause outside of, you know, who's gay, who's not gay, whatever the case is, like people are really struggling with a lot of stuff. Like he was talking about how he was taking care of his mom who had cancer and like, you know, how she died. And it was just like, he was just saying, we'd be focused on the wrong stuff. We really need to be focused on, um, supporting one another, whatever the case is. He was like, and there's a lot of people who still out here acting like they not doing the same stuff I'm doing, but whatever y'all can keep doing that too. But like, I just appreciated how real he was about, you know, his feelings. Cause I'm like, he could have came out and be like, you know, I support my brother. Um, he was like, nah, that dude acted shicey to me when he met me. It's unfortunate what's happening, but whelp. Like it takes a certain level of petty to be like, sucks for you friend. Um, and I feel like, and I feel like I respected it because it's like a lot of times when someone like does something messed up to us and then the same thing or something similar happens to them, like it's almost like we as the person who they have hurt are expected to kind of be sympathetic and we feel like we have to play into that when oftentimes we don't really feel that. We really just like look at you. And I appreciated that he was confident in saying that was people can't argue whether it was right or wrong, but I kind of, I kind of appreciated it. He was like, I feel what he going through, but also, well, I related to it as a person. I wonder what Tony's sign is. I should look it up. Um, so, so as y'all know, um, and there was, there was, so moving on still in, in gospel related, um, news. So there was, I forget what awards it was. I think it was the Grammys when they announced that Kanye was, nominated for like best gospel album or best gospel artist or something like that and some of the actual gospel artists were like excuse me what are we doing over here if he's the best gospel artist and you know people were going back and forth like y'all hating da, 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 da. and they're like we're not hating it's just like i feel like the expectation for me as a gospel artist is that i am living out what i'm singing this dude is doing whatever i'm not sure why he gets to be heralded as gospel artists and other actual real quote-unquote gospel artists are not so you know that was a conversation and then I saw this today Kanye is being sued by the one of the choirs that sang at his first um Sunday service apparently they were never paid and so they're suing him for a million dollars I'm like awkward why is it in the music industry it always be a storyline of somebody not paying somebody like what is the issue why all the stories always revolve around some either a shady deal or somebody not paying somebody? Like, why are we still doing that in 2020? I haven't seen the Tina Tuna story, what I, what I the Temptation say, story, all the stories. Why is people still trying to, like, not pay people? What, what I will say is I think the problem is a lot of... This is what happens. A lot of times in the beginning, in the middle of when creating art and concepts and everything like that, there's no paperwork. And I think that's really what it is. Okay. Usually, people never start with paperwork. People usually start with art. Okay. People start with, let's create this, let's figure this out and everything like that. And then, so like, they're not really thinking about good art. A lot of times people are not really thinking about the business portion of it. Mm-hmm. But then when um when it takes off, people mm-hmm. are like, hey, but like, I didn't really get enough for this. Right. Right. <laughs> I didn't like, and so like, and so, or they didn't get nothing for it, or like there was no paperwork, or there was nothing that was really on saying what needs to happen. Because mm-hmm. like, so 
when you don't do paperwork, people are like, oh, I guess it was a, like they could just be like it's a gift, yeah, and everything like that. And but but it, it, it happens all the time because people people don't get the paperwork done before they do anything because scam city because because well, the, the problem is city, like cheap. contracts and business does get in the way of art, but. You, you, it you should have you from having to sue for money later. Got it, but it, but it does meaning like if we're in the middle of something like sometimes stopping that to start talking about business like that. That's why it should always be get done before you even start. Anything. Right, I agree. I agree. 100%. But like, but like a lot of times you like you, you just like you don't know what you're gonna create. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I, I get it. Right. But that it happens, it happens, and I think that's really what happens in most of these. Um, I'm not talking about the big business, big business mm. like like that's a little bit, but I'm talking about just like coming together with somebody else and doing something. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, let's see how this goes. Right. Not really thinking of the business portion first. Yeah. Yeah, because you're just like, and who knows? Maybe he didn't think it was going to be like this whole thing that yeah, was first gonna catch one. I first one, I don't think it was going to be. Think it was that was the thing in the first place. So. And no one probably did a contract. People were probably just initially just happy to go and doing songs. Mm-hmm. They were really thinking about money, but they were like, "Wait a second, wait no. a second. We was there at the beginning. We didn't get no monies, no monies, and we would like some compensations. Yes, okay, Correct. some compensations for our work. Because yeah. you're probably using the people' video and image and likeness mm-hmm. all over the place. They're like, wait a minute, hold yeah. on. So I, I, I think that's kind of what happens. Hmm. Um, so speaking of Sundays, so all y'all, I, I assume saw the video last week, um, down to the place in Texas, uh, at the brunch where, uh, the lady was twerking on the, on the couch and giving twerk, twerk, uh, twerk air to people's eggs Benedict. And, um, the owner of the restaurante came out and cussed everybody out and told them he didn't need their money and told them to get the F out of his restaurant. Um, so it, I did not think that this would create the internet debate it did among the black community, but my God, did we go back and forth as a community? Like I saw the video and I was just kind of like, oh, okay. But like, it really turned into like a whole thing for like three or four days. It, that I only reason I know it probably did that because respectability has been a conversation for black people for a while. Yeah, the respectability, like thought pattern of what that means, and the thought in that it's 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 been a debate for years. I agree. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm over here yawning. Got to pull it together. Um, so basically, you know, I kind of felt like I saw both sides of the argument from a from the perspective of a business owner. Um, I've to- if I told you repeatedly, at least twice. I feel like you shouldn't have to tell nobody nothing like that more than once. But I told you twice to get off my furniture and stop dancing. And you were pushing up against something that was glass, which could potentially be harmful to you in case the glass falls or you get cut in some way or whatever. I So I completely understand from an insurance liability perspective what the guy's frustration was. I also feel that he handled the situation inappropriately like to come over to the and he wasn't even like at the table specifically of the people who were twerking it was legitimately he's standing in the middle of the restaurant and innocent bystanders are just being yelled at he's just going off about how he he you know 
he's trying to make something nice for black people to go to and y'all coming in here with that other stuff listen if you're not gonna respect my stuff you can leave i don't need your money blah 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 and the thing that rubbed me about it the wrong way well there were several things what the main thing that rubbed it about me the wrong rubbed me about lord i can't get my words down the one thing about it that rubbed me the wrong way one of them was the fact that he was speaking this way to women like i understand again from a business perspective this could be a liability something could happen she could get injured other patrons could get injured you could get sued it could you know potentially affect you doing your business however you're doing your business i understand but i also felt like those are women those are female i hate using the term females but those are women that you're speaking that you're addressing and i don't feel like as a strange man who does not know these women is not in intimate relation not to say that a man should be speaking to a woman in intimate relationship in that kind of way but the point i'm trying to make is you don't know those women like that these are strangers to you why you feel so comfortable cursing at stranger women concerns me one number two why did you not go directly to that table and speak to those women? Like, why did you stand in that restaurant and essentially yell at everybody and tell them, I'm trying to do something for you N-words and you N-words are ungrateful and can't appreciate nothing. That's why I don't need your money. You can get out of my restaurant. Like, I just was like, excuse me. When he said, I don't need your money. If I was at one of them neighboring tables, I would have got up and walked out with my plate of food. If I had it in front of me. I would have taken, I would have walked out of there and not paid the bill and wouldn't have felt no type of way about it. Because what you're not getting ready to do is get in, is be in my face and be disrespectful to me and tell me you don't need my money because you ignorant N-words don't know how to appreciate anything. I will leave. Like, I'm surprised that those people sat there. I'd have been out. I'd have been like, well, it's been great because this guy's disrespectful. And then I think the other part of it that was poorly handled to me was the fact that after the video came out, it felt like he kind of doubled down and said, I said what I said. And then it came out, I think that he, like there's like a dress code for going in the brunch place. And it says no body suits, no furry slippers, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, I get as a business owner, you want to have a certain, you have a certain vision for your restaurant and what you want it to look like and whatever the case is. But like, I just, I just feel like it's doing too much for me to just come eat some eggs Benedict and, and steak. Like it's just too much. Um, this is not a club. This is not a, and I don't even necessarily like when the clubs do it, but like, this is, it's, it's a restaurant. Like it should, it don't have to be all that. Like it comes across very, very elitist or whatever you want to call it. And to me, my biggest concern is why is everybody in here not wearing no mask? Like, is COVID over? You not wearing a mask? The waitress that I saw, like, in the background putting plates on people's table didn't have a mask. The patrons didn't have a mask. I'm like, well, what? You doing all this hollering and spitting everywhere with COVID outside, and no one's wearing a mask. So bump everything else is happening here. Everybody is being exposed to COVID at this moment because there's no social distancing. These tables look packed. This restaurant looks packed and not one mask was in sight in the video. So I just felt like, all right. Like I heard some people kind of say, oh, well, you know, you can't be playing twerk music and expect people not to twerk. I'm like, yeah, you can because we're, come on. You don't twerk everywhere you go when you hear twerk music. Like you're, you're capable of not doing it. But I also understand that there's a certain vibe 
at certain types of brunches. And I think pe- someone said that there had been like a two hour wait for food. And so they were serving people drinks. So people were probably a little litty and a little more um, uh, less inhibited um, when all of this was going on. Like I said, I understand from a business owner standpoint, you don't want to be caught up in some stuff, et cetera, et cetera. But the, there's a way to approach things and handle things in that way that that person took was not the way. Yeah, um, I, th- I think um, my thought on it is tone, tone, tone. Um, I think you can both say, hey, as a business, I can run my business however I want and not talk to people a certain way. You could do both things at the same time. At the same time. Um, and I think I don't, I don't. I don't appreciate how he spoke to the patrons <laughs> who yeah, were coming to his. All to all, though. I didn't. I didn't respect how he was addressing it. You could be upset, but how you address that matters. And it seems like how how he came off. I didn't. I didn't appreciate that at all. I agree. All right. Um, also, on a side note, like it's fine. You could have a dress code. You could have to do it. I have no problem with that. Uh, if you're gonna do that, the concern I have in overall in organizations is I don't know how we change this, but I'm always tired of there always being a stricter dress code in black establishments than everywhere else. Um, clubs, bars, lounges, like black spaces we always focus a lot on dress code more than anywhere else we connect um attitude with clothing we connect money with we do a lot more with clothing more and what you're wearing than anything else we tend to do that a lot and it bothers me greatly um because um like if you go to uh clubs or lounges with um people who aren't black a lot of times they don't have dress codes mm-hmm. um they're, they're less inclined to have dress codes and everything um i i think the first time i realized that people do have hats and clubs is when i went to a white club <laughs> and after after college mm-hmm. but like and i i, I didn't notice that because like it's just we're, we're so ingrained like oh no hats and clubs no hoods on and clubs like it's just so many things we do we don't do and like it's it's I feel as if like it's it's just different. Um yeah. and how, how we doing things. Like but you can do what you want. I I think it's just tone. We have to be mindful how we approach things, especially speaking to people. Cause like he like he why was he talking to everybody? He was just saying like I'm tired of y'all at least he's kinda of saying I'm tired of y'all doing this. It just looks bad. It looks really bad. And it hurts your business. But um, can you move on? It's one yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> update: Jeremiah, who was like on the ventilator, not doing good with COVID, is apparently out of the hospital now, recovering. So that's great. That's great, great, great news because awesome. I'm like, he's a young guy. He's got some kids. Like you don't want to see COVID, and he's a very talented artist. He's ruined his own career with his own, you know, ignorant, ignorant ish. But you know, I still, I still like him as an artist, and you know, you know, to be a young guy like 29, 30, you know. It's good that he's recovering. Um, in crazy news, so this morning I woke up to a story about um, a 12-year-old and a 7-year-old that went missing in a Range Rover. So apparently the 12-year-old took his 7-year-old cousin on a joyride from Queens, New York to Delaware. Do you hear what I said? From Queens to Delaware. I'm afraid to drive on a regular parkway. 
My man said, I'm taking the Verrazano Bridge to the New Jersey Turnpike and I'm going to ride this thing out till I make it to the Delaware border. Like they finally, and apparently there was a chase of some kind. Like the police was catching up and man's pressed on the gas and zoomed off at 12, at 12. And I think one of the reports I read said, um, they think they might've been doing a challenge where it's like you drive a car till it runs out of gas and then you see, you, you, you record where you end up. I'm like, is people okay? Like, I, I have questions about this. I don't know if that is like the true accounting of what happened, but I'm like, why would you take a car and just, what, what are you doing, baby? Like, just to be 12 and just zipping in the car with a seven-year-old. And apparently he had his dad's credit card and he tried to go in the rest stop to buy some cookies and I guess the car didn't work and, you know, that's how they caught up with them. I'm like, a part of me wants to salute mans for driving at 12 years old from New York to Delaware. A part of me wants to be like, yo, salute my guy. Like, how you know how to drive that good nope. and maneuver around yeah. traffic no to solution. do that? No, no saluting happening here. No, no saluting here? Yeah. I'll, I'll give a quiet one because I'm like, bruh, I don't even understand. Like, 12? Riding in a Range Rover? Like, just wh- just zipping down the New Jersey Turnpike, like, zip, zip, like with no fear? Like, yo, yo, these, these kids are different. They built different. But I'm very interested to see what the final um, outcome of this story is. Because I'm like, at first I was like, well, maybe these kids running from some type of crazy abusive situation. Because ha- what, what is happening here? No. This is crazy. I know that. And it's it's the little kid was um, uh, from South Ozone Park. The last name is like uh, Indo, Indo-Guyanese. Oh, he's getting the cutas of his life at that house. You didn't took somebody's car and drove across state lines. You, 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 you getting towed up at the house right now. Poor fella. Should have thought about it. Um, but glad that they were found safe. But I remember reading like, what in the world? Like, I'm like, this is crazy. Um, sad news. Uh, Natalie DeSell Reed, um, an actress, you might know her from BAPS with Halle Berry. Um, and she was also in Eve, the TV show. She was also in Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston. Um, if you know, just Google her name. You know exactly who she is when she, when you see her. Um, she passed away today. At the age of 53, um, apparently she had been quietly battling colon cancer and um, she uh, transitioned today. So like rest in peace to her. Um, I saw Halle Berry and a couple other celebrities, you know, like just tweeting and, you know, posting on Facebook, uh, not Facebook, on Instagram. Like I, I it's funny because I was just watching what Medea's had big happy family. And she was in, she was the, playing one of the sisters in that. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I like this lady. And so, you know, it's kind of sad to hear she passed away. Rest in peace to her. And, you know, just, you know, prayers of strength and, and comfort to her family. Um, and then the final thing. Um, so I read today, I didn't even know this was happening, but I read today, apparently. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They, like, like, like I said, when you go Google her, you'll see exactly. When you see the picture, you know exactly who it is. Um, so... Apparently, uh, Georgia had already recounted their votes twice, but uh, 45 insisted that they count a third time and the results are the same. And so Georgia's like, we've counted three times. Biden won. What are you still talking to us for? What's the reason? Leave us alone. Go away. We counted three times. Don't ask me to count no more. Georgia's through with it. They're tired. And apparently also um, the uh, Trump-Pence administration is suing um uh biden harris over some votes in um some predominantly black counties in wisconsin and it's just like can you just 
go already. Jesus of Nazareth. Like just, but you know what? I know a scam when I see one and that's what this is because people are still donating money to Donald Trump for reasons that are unexplained to me. So once he pays his legal fees, he's making off with a cute coin off of people. So I'm like, a part of me is like, scammers gonna scam. Um, <laughs> like that's all I got. Scammers gonna scam and he's scamming. So who are me? Who are me to hate on a successful scammer? Cause if you're convincing people to buy into this and people are still at this very moment giving you money, they want it to be taken. Scammers gonna scam. And that's, that's, yeah, that's where we are. So I, I'll be very interested to see if this. Honestly, I think. <laughs> I think lawsuit what, goes anywhere. What's probably going to happen because people, because like I see the world going, there's going to create a third party just for Trump supporters. There's going to be a third party probably just for that. It's either be a third party for that or the Trump supporters going to take over the, the, the um, Republican Party is going to be another party for like they're not crazy Republicans. Yeah, like it's it's going to be it's going to be something like that. Help, Jesus. I, th- I think that's Help. that's what's going to happen. It's, it's it's interesting that like I I never thought that the party that would split would be that party before the Democratic Party because Democratic Party is all former people in that one. Yeah. So like I I I, I, I I'm, 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 I'm actually surprised, but it's looking like the Republican Party Republican Party would split before that before the Democratic Party. I, like I, I I I see that happening because because I I see there's a there's there's an obvious big difference between the two. Yeah. Because like like his supporters are getting mad and cursing out Republicans now for certifying the election. Yeah, and I'm just like, but bro, the people counted this the the number. Listen, as Jay Z once said, "Men lie, women lie, numbers don't." No numbers do lie, but yes. But in, in it, yeah, numbers, numbers can be made to lie, but yes. it's because men and women are manipulating the numbers to make yes. the numbers lie. Correct. But the numbers by themselves, when they just are, when they are left alone, not lying. Correct. So, um, the, the, I, I just, I just don't, I just don't even know what, what are we talking about? Like, what, should we not be focusing on the transition and get like, why are we talking about lawsuits and people recounting votes for like the 35th time? Like, all right, hang it up. He's not going to. Jesus. Like, just, oh, it's too much. I can't take it. It's, it's just too much. It's too much. Okay. Um, also, I heard that um, Joe Biden's whole communication team is women, uh, which, you know, woo, go women. Um, and I know that I, but I heard that there was some complaints about him not having enough black people in certain other parts and whatever mm-hmm. the case is. So we'll, we'll see what he does. We'll see because he's still appointing people and whatnot so we'll see we'll see how that pans out but um it's wild out there man it's wild out there but yeah that was that was it that's all i've got for the pod um and nothing happened really in new music i looked yeah i think i think most people have given us whatever they're going to give us for for the year um oh my goodness i saw something that was coming out not music oh my god was it a movie oh Chadwick Boseman's last movie, yeah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, is going to be on Netflix December 18th. So I'm putting it in my calendar to go watch that. I've already heard like Oscar buzz, like not just because he's deceased, but also like apparently he like murdered this role. 
And so, you know, there's Oscar buzz and people talking about him being nominated um, posthumously. So I'd be very interested to see um, this movie when it comes out. Like, I love all things August Wilson. um, And I've seen a few of his um, plays either like on stage or in the movies, like when they did the movie Offenses. And I've read all of the plays. Um, So I'm very excited to see um, Chadwick Boseman um, doing this. Yeah, and Viola Davis in it, so. You know I live for Viola. She's everything. She's everything to me. And this is a different um rover. Yes. Yes. So I can't I can't wait to see to see it. Cause I saw it pop up on thing. I was like, oh, I gotta remember to watch this and I gotta remember to tell people about it on the pod. So yeah. Netflix, which is going up to like a thousand dollars this month. Um <laughs> uh, I guess if you decide you don't want to pay the money, you might not be able to watch it on the eighteenth. But if you got a little coin spin it and go uh, support well, it's, Chadwick. It's, it's not too much if it's only on one TV, which I don't know about who has one TV. Yeah, like it's... I mean, one, one person using your account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, oh, speaking of Chadwick Boseman, they were talking... We're going to wrap this up in a second. But they were talking about Black Panther and, um, you know, some people were suggesting canceling, like not even like going forward with the two, just like leaving it alone. Um, and I, there was talk about Shuri being the um the takeover because i guess in the comics she becomes a black panther at some point so they would talk about putting her in but then apparently she's a QAnon uh supporter believer whatever you want to call it so she's just been out here tweeting wild stuff and people are like matter of fact just cancel the whole damn thing just leave it at the one that, that chadwick did we don't need her coming up here trying to be the next black panther we could just close this down yeah leave she, it leave it alone she, she was she was I saw a message in crazy stuff before. I was like, all right, what, what, what are you doing? Yeah, so people are like, you know what? Let's just cancel the Black Panther. We don't even need to do it. We can just leave it as the one chance with it and we just move on. Okay? Okay? That's it. We don't need, because <laughs> we're not doing this with this girl. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Because she, she's doing that Christian fanatic things. Yeah, but like when I read about like the organization that she's kind of a part of, I was like, well, can't really, can't, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like, like she had much of a chance. We have to get out of here. Yes. All right. So we are at two hours, seven minutes and 59 (laughs) seconds. So we're going to pack this thing up at two hours, eight minutes and three seconds. So until next time, we We bid bid you adieu. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the all love. No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love. No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh huh, uh huh. All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey.